0: beginning a new series. I'm beginning a new series out of the book of Acts. And I'm going to invite you if you can not join me. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Last Sunday we celebrated Pentecost Sunday and what a move of God we had last week. But God just continues to move in his church and today we're going to continue in that same spirit because as God was speaking to me um, in preparation for Pentecost Sunday, he led me back to the book of Acts and how His spirit was activated, and how it empowered the church to be the church. How many of you want to be the church? Amen. I said, how many of you want to be the church? And when we look at this book of Acts, which tells in Chronicles, the early work of the early church, we're going to find, I believe, God's prescription for being the kind of revival church, the kind of unstoppable movement that we need to be. So this series is called Unstoppable because that's who we are called to be. We are an unstoppable force, amen, for God. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus said, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Amen. Someone say power. Yes, power. You shall receive power. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now I want to go to the book of Luke, Gospel according to Luke, chapter 24, verse 49. Again, here Jesus says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued. With power. Everyone say, Power from on high. Today I'm going to preach with the help of the Holy Ghost this simple message I've entitled, Release the Power. Release the powers. Everyone say, Release the power in Jesus' name. You may be seated in God's presence. Throughout history, mankind has demonstrated an insatiable hunger for power. Whether driven by ambition, competition, or the desire to assert dominance, the quest for power has been a pervasive force in human societies. From ancient empires competing for territorial control to modern nations seeking economic supremacy, the pursuit of power has shaped the course of civilization. Individuals, too, yearn for power seeking positions of influence to control other people. This craving for power often stems from a deep-seated need that we have, that humans have, for security, recognition, or the ability to shape or have control over our own destiny. But what history has shown is that the relentless pursuit of power could also lead to corruption and conflict and the exploitation of others. Someone once said that absolute power corrupts absolutely. And so power can be a a force for good or a force for bad. But when Jesus uh, speaks to his disciples in Acts 1.8, he tells them that they will receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon them. But this power, he speaks of, is not one of personal gain. It's not a power of selfish ambition. It's not a power that we use to lord over others or to build our own little empires. The kind of power that God wants to and has given his church is a power that comes from on high, a supernatural divine, holy power to be used for a holy purpose, to carry out the purposes of God in the earth. You see, God has a purpose for His church. Can someone say amen? Amen. God has a purpose for His church. God has a mission for His church, which He instituted at the very end of His ministry, commissioning His disciples to go forth into all the world, preaching the gospel to every creature, and to go to every nation. We, as the people of God, we, as the church of God, have been given a mandate to carry out the purposes of God, to be the representation of God, to be the ambassadors of the kingdom of God, so that His glory and His kingdom might expand in the earth. Amen. If you don't know what your purpose is today, let me announce it to you. God has placed us in this earth so that we might expand his heavenly kingdom and that he might get all of the glory. Somebody clap your hands and give God some praise for that. Amen. Jesus said, I'm going to give you power so that you can be my witnesses in the earth so that you can be a witness to others so that your life could be a testimony of God's great power to save and to heal and to transform you and I are to be the express image of God in the earth today you and I are to be the image bearers to be the reflections of God's glory and purpose in the earth what great privilege we have to have been a chosen generation, to have been a royal priesthood, to be a peculiar people called out of darkness into his marvelous light, that we might show forth the praises unto God. What a privilege we have to bear the name of Jesus Christ. Amen, somebody. And so what I've come today to do, not only in this sermon, but in all the sermons that follow as we talk about the unstoppable church, is to to lift up and exalt the church of Jesus Christ so that we all can come together and realize the unstoppable force that exists within us to be a force for good and to be a force for God. And that's why I am excited today, not just so that we can feel good, so that we can do good and spread good, which is the goodness of God. Somebody say amen today. And this is a calling That transcends time and culture and circumstance. It's a calling that resonates with the very essence of our faith. And God understood, Jesus understood, that we would not be able to accomplish this holy and divine purpose without the assistance of His Spirit. God said you need to tarry when He tells the disciples in Jerusalem... He says, wait in Jerusalem until I send the promise, which is the Holy Ghost, upon you. And when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, which is my spirit, my presence, then and only then can you launch out and begin to fulfill the purpose that I have given you. Jesus said, you shall receive power. Someone say power. And that's a word that I want to ingrain into your hearts today. That's a word that I want you to really uh, allow to saturate into your very being is that word power. The Greek word for power that we read today is dunamis, dunamis. We understand that the New Testament scriptures were originally written in Greek. And so sometimes when we go to the Greek, we get a fuller meaning or a clearer picture of what is being spoken. And that word power is dunamis, which refers to strength, uh, power, or the ability to do something. Now, that word dunamis is very important for our uh, vocabulary today because uh, it is the root word for our English word dynamite, dynamite. Someone say dynamite, dynamite. So the power that God said I would give, he would give to the church is, in other words, an explosive dynamite power. Jesus was telling his church, uh, I'm not just giving you uh, some kind of um, theoretical power. I'm not just giving you some kind of intellectual power. I'm not giving you some kind of uh, physical power, but I am giving you holy dynamite. I am giving you spiritual explosive power so that you can carry out my purpose in the earth. But what is this spiritual dynamite used for? Why do we, as the church of God, as the people of God, as believers, men and women of God, why do we need dynamite or spiritual dynamite? Well, in just doing a little, uh, and this is going to be simple today, but, but it needs to be so you can understand what God had in mind. There are three basic uses for dynamite, and I think each of these relate to our call to expand the kingdom of God. I'm talking about just dynamite that, we, that, that is used in the world today, physical dynamite. There are three uses, and the first, which I believe relates to the kingdom of God, is to mine for the lost. To mine for the lost. After dynamite was invented in the 19th century, it, was, uh, it, it found ex- extensive application in the mining industry to extract precious stones and metals. Uh, Since its introduction, dynamite has revolutionized the mining practices and greatly enhanced their efficiency. Its explosive force enabled miners to break through hard rock formations and access previously unreachable deposits of diamonds, of gems, gold, silver, copper, all manner of precious stones and metals. Before the use of dynamite, it would take so much manpower, it would take forever for a group of miners to access and to tap in to the precious resources, the gems and the metals that were buried and embedded in the earth's crust. But the invention of dynamite allowed them to insert these explosives into the rock and therefore break through the hard, stony places that were hiding these precious gems and metals. And what I want you to understand today, what I believe God wants us all to understand today, is what dynamite does for the miners, spiritual dynamite does for the believers. I want to tell you today, hallelujah, that the Holy Ghost enables us to break through. The Holy Ghost enables us to break through those stony, hard, rocky formations that surround the lives of people who are lost and buried and troubled in this world. It is the Holy Ghost that gives us the supernatural power, somebody say amen, to break through into those places and reach the unreachable. We cannot do it on our own. We cannot hope with all of our ingenuity, with all of our, our tactics, with all of our means uh, to reach those that are uh, unreachable. And there are many today that find themselves in an unreachable place. In fact, somebody might have come into this service today feeling like you are in an unreachable place spiritually, financially, emotionally, or in an unreachable place. Uh, like maybe you are just too far from God or maybe you're just too stuck in your problem, in your sin. Well, God gave the church the Holy Ghost for that express purpose of breaking people out of situations that they cannot get out of with their own strength. Oh my God, I am excited today, church. And we need to see that we've got power. Someone say, I've got power. This power is meant to be used like the miners use it to extract those hidden and lost pieces. But the question before us today is what is the value of one's soul? A miner does not use this explosive power just to uh, you know, extract more dirt or more rocks. No, there is something of value hidden in those rocks. There is something that is priceless, hidden among the the, the stony places, buried in the mountain. There is something of great value there. And I think that it is important for the church to see people the way that God sees them. Jesus answers this question of what value a soul has when he told the parable. And he tells it in Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. I believe he answers the question here. He said that, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure. Like a treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid. And for the joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Now, we usually interpret this parable as, as people uh, maybe giving up everything, ...to follow Jesus. We usually kind of interpret this parable... ...like we are the man and the treasure is Christ... ...and so therefore we ought to give up everything for that field... ...so that we might obtain the treasure that is Christ. However, I don't believe that, that the, the actual interpretation... Of this, ...of this passage, especially when you look at the surrounding parables... ...around it. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, with that application. It, it sounds nice, but the true meaning... Is that Christ is the man who sold everything and we are the lost treasures that he came for. I want you to see this parable through the lenses of Christ being the man that was willing for the joy that was set. The Bible says for the joy set before him, he endured the cross It was the joy that God had and the value that he saw in you and I as treasures uh, that he would pay the ultimate price to buy the whole field just so that he can extract that one lost soul, that one lost sheep, that one lost coin and redeem it unto himself. Jesus came to pay the ultimate price to get us back into him for so God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Somebody say amen today. The kingdom of heaven is comprised of lost treasures. I'm talking about you and I that Jesus found and purchased with his own blood. What am I telling you today? I'm telling you that each and every one of you is valuable to God. You are a valuable soul to God. And if you were the only person that Jesus had to save, if you were the only only person that he had to go to the cross for he would have went to the cross even if it was just to save you my brother you my sister that's how valuable does anybody believe what I'm preaching that's how valuable you are to God he would have done it even if it was just for you we are valuable to god every soul is valuable to god and the good news is they have value and they have meaning to god that's the good news but the bad news is they're bound in sin The bad news is they're stuck in their calamity. They're stuck in the world and it's system. That's the bad news. But I've got more good news because the good news is that there is a church that is still in this earth that has holy dynamite. Hallelujah. And we have Holy Ghost power. The power of the name of Jesus. The power to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Come on, somebody. The power to tread upon demons. The power Pray for the sick, the power, to see the miraculous. We have earth-shaking power today. That's what we have. After every time there's an earthquake, you know that the gold miners will head up into the mountains of Northern California when there's been a major earthquake. You know why? Because every time the crust of the earth begins to shake and rattle, all of those deposits that were lodged in there begin to expose themselves. Why is there? My God, I just got something from the Holy Ghost right now. Why is there a shaking happening in the world right now? Why is there a shaking of sin? And I'll tell you why there's a shaking, my brother. God is loosening the deposit. My God. He's loosening the earth a little bit so that the church can go and find the lost person, that lost treasure, and bring that back to the house of God. Somebody give God some praise today. That's why there's a shaking. Everything's being shaken so that which is unshakable will remain and we are that unshakable church and we have the power of God to mine. And so you know what we got to do church, we've got to start mining. We got to start going to those places and we got to start speaking life to people. We've got chain breaking power. Come on, somebody say that. We've got, mm, hallelujah, I feel something in my spirit. We got liberating power. We've got the kind of power that can turn Someone's life free. We have the kind of power that somebody who is down in depression and locked in sin and down and locked in addiction. We've got the kind of power, church. If you have the Holy Ghost, you've got the kind of power. You don't even have to call the pastor. You don't have to call the evangelist. You don't got to call the preacher. No, if the power of God is in you, my brother, Pastor Sir, you've got the power to lay hands on those people and they can be recovered. Somebody give. God about 30 seconds of praise come on somebody if you believe what I'm preaching here today why don't you show it by giving God some glory we've got power yes we do not only power to mind but there's another use for dynamite and the second use for dynamite is to fight in battles to fight in battles. Mm, I really like this one because we were singing just a few moments ago, this is how I fight my battle. I said thank you, Jesus, for the confirmation. Hallelujah, because dynamite, it started off as being like an innocent tool for mining, but then, you know what happened? As wars continued to break out in the world, there were some army generals and captains that said, you know what? I think we can do some other things with this dynamite. And so dynamite was used in the year 1870 for the first time as a bomb. And ever since then, dynamite has been used in warfare to make bombs and cannons and and rockets. During World War II, dynamite was was very important. It was was used extensively in World War II for trench warfare and for demolition of buildings and and other mining operations. It, It played a crucial role in breaching the enemy lines and destroying fortifications and ultimately shaping the battlefield. And and, and many times wars are decided by who has the most dynamite. Wars are decided by who has the most firepower. And likewise, church, let me tell you, I came to preach today and to tell somebody, can I tell it like I want to today? Someone say, go ahead. That God has given his church. Can I tell you that the church is the army of the Lord? Come on now, somebody, that when you were born again into the body of Christ, you did not just join a church or or a spiritual social club. You did not just join a book club. You joined an army. Hallelujah. You joined a spiritual army made up of Christian soldiers who have been empowered by the Holy Ghost with spiritual dynamite so that we can storm the gates of hell, so that we can fight the spiritual battles, and so that we can fight the good fight of faith and take back every soul that belongs to God and take back every tear. I've come to awaken somebody today. So I feel the Holy Ghost today. You've got power to take over the enemy, power to bring down strongholds, power in the name of Jesus to fight our spiritual battles. That's right. Without the power of the Holy Ghost, there's no way for us, we, without the power of the Holy Ghost, we won't gain one inch of territory against the enemy. Without the power of God, there's nothing we can do through our own means. The kingdom of God will not expand just because we want it to, can I tell you? Just because we hope it does. Just because we wish that it would. The world's not going to change. People are not going to change just because we have the right message. Huh? No. What's going to happen is, If we're going to see any kind of change, spiritual progress in in our sharply declining world is when the church of Jesus Christ rises up in the power that we have been given and fight this battle, not in the flesh, but in the spirit of God. Fight this battle in the spirit, and we have holy dynamite. We've got Holy Ghost power, so that you and I can run to the front line. You know what we need more in this hour? Hallelujah! Somebody, we need more brave Christian men and women, brothers and sisters, husbands and fathers and mothers and wives that'll run to the front lines of the spiritual battle. Oh my God! If I've come to do any, I'm not. Gonna preach much longer. But if I come to do anything today, you know what I came to do? I came to declare war on the armies of hell. I Came to declare war on every witch, every warlock, every spirit that is against Christ, every demon, every devil, every my God, every spirit that is contrary to the Spirit of God. I came to declare war on them. Is there anybody with me today and say that the church of Jesus Christ is not going to retreat in cowardice, but we are going to march forward in the name of Jesus and we're going to take back what belongs to God? Is there anybody? hearing what I'm preaching today is there anybody that wants to rise up in your faith and say I'm not going to retreat, I'm not going to bow down, I'm going to keep fighting for what's right, come on and clap your hands and give God some praise today, I come to declare war, I come to let the devil know that you're not welcome here, I come to, is there anybody with a fight today, come on mamas and daddy, is there anybody with a fight today that says, not on my watch, I'm going to come on somebody just worship him for a moment I feel the Holy Ghost stirring up in my spirit today I feel courage coming up in my spirit today I've got news for the devil maybe there are other churches that are bending and compromising maybe there are other churches that are resorting to other tactics but as for me in this house we're going to fight this battle in the spirit oh my God I feel faith in my heart today Every single Christian, everybody under the sound of my voice today has been called to spiritual warfare. And it's time, brother and sister, oh, can I preach it like I want to today? Somebody shout, go ahead. It's time to get dressed for battle. It's time to put on the whole armor of God. It's time to put on that helmet of salvation. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. It's time to put on the prayer plate of truth and right. The plate of righteousness is the belt of truth. It's time to grab the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith and march into battle in the name of Jesus and say we will overcome. We are not defeated. We are not. But we are the people of God. Somebody give God some praise today. Ah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel something stirring in my spirit today. Paul's said for we walk not we walk for though we walk in the flesh we do not war according to the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but are mighty in God to the pulling out of stronghold what well, we need in this hour church if we're going to reach more people if we're going to fulfill our purpose and our mission as a church we have got to get more Christian soldiers we've got to get more Korabayash we need here at City Light we need Need more soldiers of the faith we need more people that are gonna that are gonna get more time into the presence of God we need people you know because you know how we fight like we were singing a moment ago we fight our battles we're gonna fight not in the flesh we're gonna fight on our knees come on somebody I said we're gonna fight on our knees we're gonna fight in prayer somebody say prayer oh come on somebody say prayer we're gonna fight in prayer we're gonna fight in fasting we're gonna fight and declare we're gonna going to fight and worship but we will fight and we're not going to stop fighting until jesus calls us home that's my mission and that's my purpose and i'm here to let the devil know that i'm not tired if you think because if the devil could just tire us out if he could just wear us down then we'll stop fighting but if we can get some faith today if we can get some strength today and know that it's not about me and it's not about what i can do but it's the spirit of god flowing. In me, that's why my God, come on up, piano player. I'm almost done. That's why you need the Holy Ghost so that when you begin to pray, come on, brother, you start praying and you start talking to Jesus. You start, Lord, right now, I claim victory over my family. Hey, I claim victory over my wife. The devil's trying to divorce, trying to ruin my marriage. I rebuke the hand of the devil. You start claiming victory over your children. You got a children that might be going rebe- You got sickness in your home. You gotta mark your territory, brother, and say, I'm in this fight and I'm gonna win. But the battle is not mine, the battle is the Lord's, and I come not in my oh, I feel like David when he ran up against Goliath. He said, I don't come to you with a javelin or a spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. is great and mighty and there's somebody here today it's not in your weapon it's not whether you've got bazookas it's not whether you've got guns no you can have just a slingshot like david and charge those giants that are in your life and bring them down in the name of jesus that's what I've come to do. You get to praying. You get to praying. Oh, hallelujah. You get up early and you start calling on the name of Jesus. Lord, you start to you cover your children, your family, husbands. You need to cover your wives in prayer. You want to lead the charge. Young men, you want to start learning right now to get a hold of God every morning and start declaring. And then you start praying. And then you start uh, reading the word. And then you start ministering. And then all the things and something begins to happen you start to speak with a heavenly tongue and now you're not even fighting in the natural anymore you're not even using human language anymore now you're fighting in the spirit And when you don't know what to say, you start speaking with other tongues. And the Spirit of God will interpret that. Oh, because God knows exactly what you feel and what you need. And then you start claiming your unsaved friends and your lost loved ones and your lost family members and your lost co-workers. And you start saying, in the name of Jesus, I know they're an alcoholic, but I see them sober right now. Oh! My God, I know they got problems, but in the name of Jesus, I declare victory. I declare that I feel faith right now. We need some Christian soldiers that will arise in this hour and say, I'm gonna fight if it costs me everything. I've got Holy Ghost power wants you to think that you're weak the devil wants you to think that you're powerless but the devil is a liar when I am weak then I am strong because it's not about me God chose to take the foolish things of the world to confound the wise God's going to take this foolish prayer, this foolish man the foolishness of preaching and bring about victory in somebody's life Oh, and then you begin to pray she, you start praying in the spirit and all of a sudden you you may not even see any change yet on the outside but then in your faith you know everything is gonna be all right but, can somebody just begin to pray i feel the holy ghost in this house i feel the spirit of god in this place today oh come on hallelujah